0: Question about the talk that you gave a couple of days ago.
1: Yes,
2: please do. Yep.
0: Um, I feel really inspired um, by the way you challenge us to give this full commitment to the practice and mm-hmm. to lead this life of um, compassion and awareness yes. and awakening. And um, not to hide behind degrees or pursuit of degrees or yes. someone that's superfluous yes. or not so essential. And uh, remind me of a term called half-ass. Can you hear
2: it over at the back? little... little uh...
0: Or what I'm saying is um, kind of challenge us to either do it or not. Don't be a half-ass.
2: <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yep. In <Yeah>. American terms. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm learning the language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I do have difficulty in agreeing or um, understanding what you said when you mention the terms or when you group, when you mention the groups like those who have or those who don't. I I can't exactly repeat verbatim, but to the effect of um, those who renounce it a little bit don't, those who have or those who have debts and different groups of people, oh, yes, I remember. I remember. different degrees yes, of sure. um, yeah. commitment, maybe. Yeah. And, um, and also different types of knowledge, like worldly knowledge and um, spiritual knowledge,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, or to that effect, um, your, no- uh, this, your knowledge versus, versus yeah. his knowledge, or your teaching mm-hmm. versus his holiness teaching, etc. I have difficulty because it really, I can't, cannot help but um, when I see people or when I see teachings in terms of groups or classifications like yes. this, either I'll feel either um, self-righteous or, or um, contempt mm-hmm. or inferior or superior, yes. I mean that kind of mentality. Did I make myself clear?
2: Yeah. Yes, 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 I think so. I The points you make are good, and if we, uh, if I express voices of uh, criticism, which I do, then uh, the risk is, both inwardly as well as uh, outwardly, it can uh, leave that kind of impression, comparing, Mm -hmm. judging superiority, uh, uh, inferiority, uh, etc., etc., that's... Right, Always because, the risk with the criticism
0: right because once i identified myself with um, certain groups or certain yeah. kinds of knowledge mm-hmm. yeah. then uh, things like that will happen
2: i mean i mean that that that's i agree that, that definitely um, is the danger so sometimes though it may not come across uh, clearly uh, the intention in the early part of that uh, talk two evenings ago was to encourage people to look at their uh, personal circumstances, and therefore, as is done in the tradition in various uh, ways, I gave an example from the Buddhist uh, groups of um, just attending and looking at our particular situation. So there are some people, as I said, in one group, who are here, who are um, distinctively and noticeably affluent by any measurement, and therefore it seemed to me, as I said, a waste of just pursuing more affluence mm-hmm. when there's already enough, if not too much, uh, already. Second uh, group of uh, people um, um, may not be affluent, but financially you know, can live one month to the next, one year to the next, are not rich, but may be experiencing a kind of inner poverty of always wanting more, yet in fact can be content with what is and trust in that, their income, Lifestyle allows for that, and uh, I'm encouraging people to look at that third kind of person I referred to uh, are those people who are in debt. Maybe in debt, as I said, through unwise decisions in the past. Maybe in debt because of schooling and things like uh, uh, like that. And the, um, the worry, the fear, the anxiety, the projections into the future, the pressure does no does one no good whatsoever. And therefore, there's the fact of the debt. Can one respond to that? clearly, it requires clarity, it doesn't require uh, worry, fear and problem to go with it. Just so the kind of basic intention uh, there because in this whole um, pretty well every one of us will be able to look and say, yes, I'm familiar with the first, the second or the third there. And, uh, and Dharma teachings, as you were pointing out as well, do uh, endeavor to address every area of life. You know, it's not the one fold path called right mindfulness. It's the eight fold path. And therefore, every feature of the path has to be looked at. Uh, no stone in life can be left unturned in the Dharma. And even though it's problematic for people and people will feel uncomfortable, uh, uh, etc. But hopefully, as some have already said, it does help to one and one has the space here to take a step back and uh, to look Uh, one, onto relationship. in this case, specifically money, which is always a hot issue Mm -hmm. with with people. And similarly, I may voice criticisms of schooling when I think it's just for knowledge, just for ego, just for self-satisfaction, just for career, just for status, just for privilege, And, and therefore to shake that one. And in that, hopefully, people take a look back and say, how are my intentions? What are my motivations? What, what benefit will it bring to to people uh, uh, through the work and the study? And am I really clear? That really is my intention is there. Therefore, I really am pursuing, through knowledge, a genuine vehicle for right livelihood. Therefore, my studies fit to my Dharma and, 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 uh, and not, nothing goes the other way around. Everything must... These teachings must work according to the Dharma. So... Uh, those things sometimes I say well and sometimes I say and it winds people up. So, c'est la vie. <laughs> so now can I ask some back? Sure. So how's your life? <laughs> how's, how what, what what do you do?
0: What do I do? Yeah, what, what
2: are you um, Working, studying. <laughs> what do you, uh,
0: I'm thinking um, of going back to school. You're thinking of going <laughs> back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm writing. laughs> Are you? so? So, to, <laughs> what 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 were you doing before that thought arose?
0: Um, um, I work with students with learning
2: disabilities. Do you? Excellent, excellent, wonderful work. All right. So mm-hmm. there, there's something completely in accordance with the uh, uh, the Dharma and uh, right 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 livelihood. People with their disabilities need the kindness and the wisdom and the support of others. etc.
0: Yeah, it pays my bills. And it pays, it
2: pays <laughs> your bills. <laughs> All right. But that, may that be a secondary priority, <laughs> etc. cetera. So um, in going back to school, how will that uh, nourish and encourage that or, um, or what are, you, are we going to switch? To well, I else? think um,
0: the name of PhD after my name is enticing. That's one of the enticing. considerations. Um,
2: go on, slowly, slowly. <laughs> um, what on earth could be enticing <laughs> to have three letters and to go through
4: <laughs> after your name <laughs> and go through blood, sweat, and tears to
0: get you? <laughs> um, this definitely is not the first priority, but it definitely has um, come to my mind when I consider going back to school. It's
2: um, But PhD is a ten of penny. Like blades of
3: grass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the only consideration. Um, I want to learn more about um, uh, learning disabilities. And,
2: ah, um, so, is it at the moment, it's one is uh, ego? It is. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and the other is uh, awareness and learning, uh, and therefore, there's heartfelt concerns for the, the, the suffering and the problems of others. I mean, do they have to go together? Can't, can't one just put the priority? I find them.
0: Be? I find the two. I mean, I find them inside of me. I can't say that I'm only doing this just for the sake of the suffering of other people. I think no. for myself too, and uh, it's a security. There's it's no security
2: in a PhD. Um, well, if it was all these PhD <laughs> people, they, they feel incredibly secure. Some of the most insecure people I know have PhDs. (laughs) (laughs) I talk to them every day, they're right out (laughs) there. So where does this idea that security and three letters have a relationship? Where does it come from? Oh, my question is, where does the idea that security and three letters called PhD have a relationship
0: Um, from very, um, something that we knew about, you got more skills in your fingertips If um, the economic times change. Yeah. Um,
2: Would it be with, I might
0: stand yeah. a less chance of getting unemployed because I have more skills. Mm. I mean, financially, I might, um, I mean, that kind of security.
2: Seems, it seems like at the moment, from your talking, that there is some conviction in the way and some belief which is being upheld that qualification and security have a very uh, direct relationship. And I'm
0: talking specifically about hmm. financial.
2: But let's say you couldn't, let, let us, I, mean, I don't want to labour the point the whole retreat was going to end up an educational retreat. But let, let's say just in at the present time, is there some security in your work on behalf of others without the qualification?
0: Can you repeat your
2: question again? At the present time, mm-hmm. you're working with those who have some disabilities uh-huh. with learning. Mm-hmm. In the work, in the role, is there some security that goes with it? That means some regular income, regular job, Mm -hmm. And there's some consistency to it.
1: Yes.
0: For now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I I would say, my observation, having worked with tens of thousands of people over the the years, it does require some faith uh, in that. And all I can say is to encourage your good self there to look as much as one can at the priority, in this case of right livelihood and therefore benefit for others and oneself, and to really also equally take a real look at some of the belief systems that go on in relationship to um, degrees, in relationship to money or financial security, uh, etc. Because for every example you give for the rule, there's the exception which will deny it. reality in this climate that, that we uh, live in, and there are friends who, here who can't get jobs because they're overqualified. So I think it's worth attending to because of the, the self, the I, the me. It arises in relationship to these areas, and it's such a common thought, such a common belief, and we get such conviction behind it that... For that very reason, it's really worth taking a good, hard uh, look look at. Mm -hmm. And I think to do that frees us up uh, um, a great deal to have real trust and real faith in right livelihood as the first priority. And if anything else comes, you know, like job security, a better income, um, some qualifications, it's rather a, a minor, one feels it's rather minor.
0: Can they not come together?
2: You're not going to let go, are you? <laughs> I, I have an example. No, I, I
0: have mm. an example. Okay. Um.
2: All right. So the microphone will have to go up if you can't hear, and you'll have to keep, because both our are voices right. are, Sorry. Are, are, are dropping. Um, I think See, at the, at the moment, and I don't want to labor the point with you too much, it's not fair on you. But at the moment, what I hear is the wish to have it both ways. Satisfaction for the self and right livelihood. And I just want to encourage, not persuade, but only to encourage here to take a look inwardly, don't believe me, Hmm. at the belief that goes on with us around qualifications um, and all that goes along with it. One's life will be better in some way or other. And just to take a good look at that, you may find, you may find that the view of that may the view of that may change and in the changing of that view it will allow more freedom inside to make it a second priority, a second area, in order that right livelihood and the extraordinary integrity of it is is, is kept. Unblemished by demands of the self. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you have difficulty at the back in uh, hearing, and honestly, you could could get New York sitting in here, so there's plenty of space up here. Had two or three minutes quiet period.
4: Uh, um, But my question is about uh, the self and if there is a self or if Mm -hmm. there isn't a self.
2: Um,
4: And one thing I wonder, I think this question has been asked many times before, but I don't know the answer to it. Um, If we are making decisions or if we are choosing where to put our awareness, I would think that what is making the choice of where to put awareness is is a self.
3: Mm
2: Uh, um, uh, um, there's there's uh, uh, awareness, and sometimes in that there are pushes and pulls of the mind, and that um, pushes us onto something, doesn't it? You know, I could clap my hands. Um, what choice did the self have? It just the sound came through, and, it, and one heard it. One was aware of it. And there was not, no choice about it. Except for those who are really sleepy. <laughs> uh, and there are some. Uh, there. So the sense and the feeling, the important thing, is it feels like, it seems like, that I direct my awareness to something of interest. Breath, body, sounds, this interchange... Uh, that we are having and in normal everyday communication we would say, yes, I." right now I'm choosing to be aware choosing to walk up here and I'm choosing to bring my awareness to the the communication which is quite fine to say Does it have to be a problem to refer to the I in this way? rather than having a difficulty around self, or not self, or no self, or whatever
4: I don't think it's a problem, though. No,
2: all right so. so, at what point does the arising of the self, I, me, and my, become problematic? It's sometimes it's just our everyday use I sit here, you sit there, I am talking to you, you're talking to me I am aware that there is a conversation going on between us, I am aware others are listening, and you correspondingly. So awareness and the I can harmonize and flow and fit together quite easily. In an unproblematic way. However, we can't always say there's an ease of awareness with the I then it becomes problematic. So any problematic eye arising for you during the last whatever, 24 hours?
4: There I am. Less than normal. Less than normal. Nice. Um, I, I I guess the 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 easiest, or first thing I would yeah. point to is uh, sensing a lot of vanity in myself and uh, maybe yeah. A- aggressiveness.
2: Yeah, okay, fair enough. So sometimes we're looking at, we're aware of our self and we see that there are some conditioned influences with it and easy enough form would be uh, some vanity and therefore there's some uh, inflation of the eye. It, it, it's boosted it's injected with feelings, with thought, with perceptions, with views, or whatever, and there is some inflation of the eye, we call it vanity, we call it conceit, we call it pride or whatever, and sometimes the eye is fueled with some um, negativity we feel uh, uh, reactive or we feel some uh, aggression which is going on inside of us, and we wish to bring more awareness to that. It's unsatisfactory for ourselves, being vain and conceited or aggressive, and obviously um, not much fun for others, um, being around people who are vain, conceited and aggressive. <laughs> so from any human level, personally, so to speak, um, um, and outwardly, and it's those manifestations of the I which is unsatisfactory, which needs our attending Two, how is your relationship to all of that when one hears in circles, in the Buddhist tradition, perhaps more than most, um, language of not self, not me, not I, or even no self, or whatever?
4: Uh, I'm I'm glad you asked that, because I wanted to ask that. Uh, Good, so (laughs) you've got
2: to answer it now. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um,
4: well, I think first I feel confused. Yeah. Uh, especially when you hear no self.
2: Yeah.
4: Right. Because so what, what it, you me. just said seems much more realistic yeah. to me. Yeah.
2: So the um, uh, uh, the more precise translation is undoubtedly not self. Not self, which we'll touch upon. I'll ask a little bit about that in a moment. And sometimes... Uh, we hear this language, in the hall here, and elsewhere, of uh, uh, no self. And sometimes say, oh, it's just energy, or, or, or whatever it, it might be. But it tends, I think for many, many of us, in fact, to uh, uh, go against a um, natural way of thinking, a natural way of feeling, which is, I am here, I'm on this earth, and I am living, and I am aware, uh, etc. So to try to deny or refute to say there is no self, when everything seems to confirm it that there, that there is seems, seems to me to be too big a gap to bridge. And the Buddha said so as well, but anyway, who am I to quote him?) <laughs> and, so yet, there are definite teachings of anata, A-N-A-T-T-A, which you know you're a student, and of speaking of not-self, not I, not me, not myself. What might be helpful and useful in looking at that way in terms of um, the vanity that arises?
4: One, one approach might be to see it as a, a learned habit or a learned response.
2: All right. Okay. Lovely. Go, go slowly, step by step, because every uh, perception and insight of yours is important there. So sometimes we are aware of a state of mind. The state of mind is standing out rather clearly. Oh, some vanity has come up, or some negativity uh, has arisen there. And, and we see that this is some learned uh, or conditioned or habitual response. We want to whatever because we want to impress others or we want to impress ourselves or whatever it might be. And, and our awareness can go to that state of mind. And and we look at it more carefully and say, my goodness, there's conceit in the ego in this. There's vanity going on in this. What's Useful, as I said, about seeing it in not me, not myself, not I terms. See, it as a learned response helps to diffuse the kind of uh, well, I'm, with it.
4: I'll be less harsh with myself yep. for seeing it as that.
2: Yeah. All right. So sometimes when there's a uh, uh, stronger identification with it, <clears throat> then we can be start getting harsh and aggressive towards ourselves Oh my god, I'm so vain, I'm so conceited, uh, etc. And then the uh, commentary and the being judgmental and the attacking of ourselves all that begins to set, set in uh, there so it's like one eye is appearing in a vain way and then there's a reaction to it so the eye comes up and and the eye takes a form of being reactive or being aversive or being aggressive or being negative towards what's going on. And then there's all that conflict. So seeing it as more as just a conditioned state of mind, seeing it in less personal terms, less self-terms, does contribute to safeguarding us, as it were, from the reactive mode. Anything anything else which is useful about seeing it not as me, not as myself?
4: Well, I think then there's less attachment to it yeah. because, you know, if, if it was learned, if it's, if it's, I was gonna say, if it's not my true self. Oh, all right,
2: <laughs> not my true it's nature. Not, I'll it's my, more not, comfortable. not my true nature.
4: Okay, better. Um, okay. It's not my true nature, then mm-hmm. I, I don't have to, I, I have a choice not to continue with it, to, to look yeah. at it more deeply, to, yeah, et
2: cetera. The, the, the choice, in fact, will relate a little bit to the awareness and the understanding. You know, some, So sometimes, it um, may not be in this particular case that you refer to, but there can be very strong um, addictions, let us say. Very strong conditioned habits. And one can say to oneself, morning, noon and night, um, right, I, I shan't do that again. That's what I choose. I choose as someone gave uh, Andrew today a packet of cigarettes not for him to smoke I might add (laughs) (laughs) and therefore the person's firm intention is to stop smoking or or credit uh, to the person and even though the choice has been uh, made in the moment that of course at any time reaction can come conditioning can come and then He'll be knocking on his door in the middle of the night, can I have my fags back, or something. <laughs> so, one choice, one moment, for it to be sustained, wise choice, will, of course, requires a degree of space, clarity, non-attachment, non-identification, uh, will make a great deal of difference there. So, as you say, one's looking at something more clearly, there's less attachment it, therefore less reaction uh, to it, a bit more space uh, around it. But one could say, some would say, well if I could say it's not self, not me, not who I really am or whatever, that could just be denial, it could be uh, suppression, it could be avoidance, um, I'm unwilling to take ownership of, I'm wi- unwilling to take responsibility for or what I'm just pushing it away by saying it's not me, not myself, and then it will come back. One, one hears these in certain circles. Which I'll be nameless. Um, what's your response?
4: Well, depending on how you're dealing with it, that could be true or it could not be true. If...
2: Depending on how I am dealing with it. How, depending on how
4: one is dealing with it. How, how I am dealing with
2: it. All right. No, no, um, All right. But well, keep with the vanity, because it's a good one. am
4: getting a little lost here.
2: All right. So, as I say, sometimes, it's not, not easy, and I uh, these questions. There's some vanity arises. The stronger we identify with it, the more the vanity grows. We hardly know we're being vain, because we're so identified with puffing up our ego, etc. We bring awareness to it, as you point out, and the awareness looks at that very carefully, and hopefully, and all being well, um, there's a real loss of interest in in the vanity, the egotism, the conceit, the arrogance, or whatever it, it it might be. And if we look more carefully, it seems less of who I really am. It seems a fictional. It seems a, a build-up of the ego doesn't really seem to be who, one, who one's true nature is there and therefore that allows for more space uh, around it and therefore it doesn't have such um, a grip uh, over us but as I say, sometimes some people would say if you treat it as not-self then it can be denial or avoidance or withdrawal
4: well for one thing, you're not, you're, you're not saying it doesn't exist, you're right. acknowledging it exists. All right,
2: lovely, that's,
4: that's the key.
2: One is, one is, the integrity is there because of the acknowledgement that it exists. And, and, and there's also equally the acknowledgement that one is working with it and attending to it. So the awareness which attends to, in this case the conceit or the vanity there, that awareness, is not conceited and not vain. What's your response? Sounds good. <laughs> I was looking for something a bit deeper than oh. that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Know what I could possibly end? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 right, fair enough. No, No need to look for any special answer. So there's something about the element of awareness which reveals, and the revealing can reveal any state of mind, anything. And in this case, particularly two unsatisfactory states that you referred to, and and there's a certain skillfulness, as the tradition, the Buddha says. About learning to see in the awareness, in not self, not I terms, seeing it just as conditioned habits, seeing it in terms of just uh, habit patterns or whatever it might be, with of course the acknowledgement, as you pointed out, and really clear, this is an unsatisfactory state of mind. That may not be enough to dissolve it or the other aspects to attend to it, the various practices, of course, the meditations, the dialogues, the inquiries, the question and answers, the teachings, the nature, the wisdom of others, etc., etc. All acknowledging and really working with. And sometimes there is enough space, despite the conceits of the mind that's going on, in which one appreciates and acknowledges the awareness of it. Awareness, it It's non-conceit which reveals the conceit. The non-conceit makes clear the conceit. The non-aggression makes clear the aggression. What's the significance of this? True, yes, good, yes. (laughs) I Can't think of anything else? No. Go on,
4: more. Well, I, I can ask a related question, that, but right. I don't, I'm not sure if it speaks to what you were just right, getting yeah, at. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. um, part of what one hears that goes along with their not being a self is yeah. that the the separation we experience between ourselves and, and everything else is, is an illusion in some way.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a slight um, sideways step. It it it, is, But it's it's an important uh, point. The self makes for the separation. Nothing else can do it. So, if I keep going on and on, the I, whoever the I is, I am sitting here, and this is me, and this is my life, etc., etc. The more I obsess and preoccupy and go around I, me, and my so the degree that I do that is the degree that I feel separate from everything else. In true reality there is no separation, it is not possible to be, for there to be. But the I can give it, and, it's, and in its most intense forms, which would be greed, which is I, I, I um, aggression, which is against, therefore separation, um, fear. Separation. So, in the more intense forms of unsatisfactory states and conditions of mind, the more intense they are, the bigger the separation. And therefore, the Dharma teachings are, say let's attend, let's acknowledge and attend to the greed, to the hate, to the delusions, to the fears, to the conceit, because all of it contributes to uh, misunderstanding and the belief in separation. All unsatisfactory states of mind reinforce separation. There.
4: there. Go on. But just as you said that, after all is said and done, there is, there is some self, so there must be some separation also. I, I can see saying it's a matter of degree of separation, yep. but not to say that ultimately, there is, in reality, there is no separation.
2: Slowly, 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 So sometimes, there's no conceit in the mind, there's no greed in the mind, there's no... Greed is, I am here, that's there, and I want it. Separation. One starts, greed starts on the premise of separation. So greed, hate and delusion, all statements are, are, are of it. So, you're engaged in your meditations, you're engaged in the practices, and there's not a lot of ego, going uh, on, nor conceit and there's a much calmer sense of self and in that calmer sense of self one says, without any uh, ego oh, I am sitting here and that's there and in that I feel some separation I feel some separation from me to you I feel some separation from this but me, to that me to others, uh, etc. It's not a problem, just I'm here, you are there, etc. But are we going to say when everything boils down, we get through the greed, hate and delusion, those poisons of the mind, what we actually come down to is a calm, clear sense of self with some separation and it's not too big. (laughs) Is that what all the teachings come down to?
4: Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what all the teachings come down to, but that's as far as I've gotten so far. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, so tell me more. <laughs> that's
2: what I'm here for. So. We begin to see that with the problematic mind the sense of the gap increases. bigger the problem, the bigger the gaps. Less of the problem, less of the gaps. Then, as I said, and as we agree, uh, the sense of separation uh, is much less. Have you had, even though that's what you've come down to, have you had, in the time of being here, any sense, Of feeling or experience in any way which shows a connection with what's around you, in which your personal life, who you are, what you did, has got no relevance. Your quote unquote self, all that you call myself, whatever, where you were born, and what you did, and who you've been with, and what you studied, and what was good, and what was no good, and da 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 da. All that we call, we wrap up under the general label of self. Have you had any situations where your self has had no reference, no relevance, no significance, and there's been a sense of connection? Your personal life, personal story, just got
4: nothing to do with it. Yes. Tell us more. Uh, um, Well, uh, in a few different forms, but... uh, when doing standing meditation a few days ago, yeah. uh, I, I started listening very carefully and also listening inside, mm-hmm. and there there was nothing inside but silence yeah. and uh, emptiness. Really, is how it yeah. felt. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't automatically connect that necessarily with anything outside of me or no. beyond me.
2: No, 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 no not, not necessarily not necessary to. The important thing which I'm trying uh, to explore with you and communicate here is sometimes the sense of self, my life, what I'm doing with it, etc., etc., does matter. And our relationship to ourselves and others, of course, uh, do matter. But sometimes one's personal story and personal relationships with oneself, with others, or whatever, seem to be much more secondary. And therefore the self is not in the centre, and there's just the standing, as it were, in the silence, in the web of connection there, and one's own little, insignificant little life is not there. What does that tell you about the relationship to self? Those times when we're not, not concerned at all with anything about oneself, one's life. And yet one's not cut off. One's actually very connected.
4: Well, it tells me we spend most of our time not connected. and You got it, right. Mm-hmm. Most of our time tied up with the cell.
2: Yep, all right. So we look and we think, my God, I'm spending my, my life um, so much preoccupied with self with i me and my sometimes with big gaps sometimes just quietly getting on with my life you know the various ranges all that takes place and we may forget the value and the profound importance in fact of that sense of things without the self being primary so what does that say in terms of what you said just a few moments ago that, well, this is as far as I've got?
4: Well, uh, I, I, would, I see an immediate direction hmm. to go in of, of trying to expand the right. time I can be aware or be o- not be caught up in myself. All right,
2: so th- those times and moments, as we said, are um, extremely important. But would it be... You have to see through your experience, of course, here. That in uh, deepening the sense of connection, less preoccupation with one's life, could it be that the deepening sense of connection will have a very beneficial influence on the sense of self? Or would it be two different things? Sometimes it's just me and my life, and sometimes there's a sense of connection without preoccupation with me and my life. Is, it, is there a connection between these two? Well,
4: I, I would think it would cause a, a diminished investment in the self at all times.
2: You've got it. So say it again in case we forget.
4: <laughs> uh, the, the more you can be in touch with that sense of, of not-self, though less at, at other times you can feel, uh, you can be invested and tied into the self.
2: Yeah, lovely, lovely. So the understanding you're <sighs> not-self is not a negative view whatsoever. It's a profound sense of connection. A very deep sense of connection can un- unfold. And in the sensing and finding and knowing uh, of, of that, it then has, as you say, influence on the self. It, it influences mm-hmm. it significantly. It influences, it diminishes the gaps, the greed, hate, and delusions, etc.
4: But But at that moment of feeling like that, I, I didn't necessarily feel a connection no. with anything else.
2: Keep practicing. That's what we do.
4: Let it, let it run,
2: run deep, 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 deep so that we're really grounded in the, the uh, great, great web of life. Yes, thank
3: you. Thank you. Um, I have an unusual problem. I have a master's degree and it's connected with getting a job that I like and mm-hmm. it's, it's right livelihood. I help people who are mentally ill to can't
2: they, they, they can't, you, you have to speak fairly clearly into the microphone.
3: Okay. I, I help people who are mentally ill organize to take power in society to mm. get more control over their lives mm. and, and general and support each other more effectively than sometimes the professional world does.
1: Yeah. hmm
3: uh, it's a good livelihood and I make too much money at it. Mm. And this really bothers me. What I've discovered is that a lifestyle very quickly expand, almost unnoticeably, to take any amount of money given it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear? You still have to keep the voice. Not well?
3: Uh, Okay. Um, I I was saying that I've discovered that one's lifestyle will quickly and imperceptibly expand to take any amount of money provided for it. And that it's very, very hard to cut it back again, especially when you're living in family. So if you decided to cut it back, you would be asking other people to cut back as well. but I make an obscene amount of money compared to my cl- the people I work with. Mm. You know, they're they're typically on benefits, and I'll make more in ten days than they'll make in. Then they'll be given yes. in a month. Their lives are, are very different, and I see constantly the restriction of money, and uh, it's very unfair.
2: <laughs> I agree. I I agree. There's, there's lots of uh, uh, genuine public concern uh, about this and in the uh, situation where the and uh, has a work and then the remuneration for it is uh, uh high as you said how easily it can be then we just start upping the lifestyle to um, match the income uh, there and if we start to say no uh, to 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 that which therefore will permit um, um, uh, surplus money, in fact. Mm-hmm. It will also influence um, those who are close mm-hmm. t- uh, to you. Well, that
3: and I have student loans to pay off. And I have student loans <laughs> to pay off, uh,
2: uh, etc. So it's just one of those areas amongst the many which does require some care uh, and attention. And Dharma teachings is not upwardly mobile, it's downwardly mobile. And, and, and that, that, that means you know, in, in terms, even if it affects uh, others and hopefully with some explanation uh, uh, of, of this of understanding that there are more important things in life than upping the lifestyle. And it's an incredibly important service because to do that even if there is a protest around, it might not be ever, or it might be in 5 or 10 or 15 years, that um, appreciation from others comes. You may get it, you may never get it. But there's somewhere in one's own <laughs> own sense of connection again with others who are less fortunate, who don't have mm-hmm. the qualifications or the skills, or expertise that you have. That, that's Or luck. Or luck, ex- luck. absolutely. Therefore, there's a, a, a gap there, and if there's genuine moderation in one's own uh, uh, way, way of being, obviously, uh, that surplus money can be used in many skillful ways that could be paying off debts, it, it could be to give support to those who have uh, less than you do, uh, etc. But there is, as I said a couple of times now, there's some place or point along the road in terms of dharma teaching and, and, and practice, where it is, in a way, uh, saying, this is as far as I need to go in the material world, apart you know, a few adjustments here and there, but intentionally calling the line, drawing the line. And, and, and I think it's a brave decision to, to make when there are so many uh, pressures on people to actually use having more as some kind of uh, success in this, in this world. So as you talk, how's the conviction? One thing to, to discuss these things and uh, uh, to look at the privilege of, uh, which can be problematic of too much income. You know, it can be mm-hmm. a, have its own problems uh, to really attend to that. How's the conviction and determination to attend to this? Mixed. Mixed.
3: I can, I can tell myself that I will not get myself a new car, mm. but to decide that I can cut back from having a car at all
2: or, or
3: yeah.
2: We're trying to, to come back yeah. is
3: much harder than to keep from going forward in yeah. terms of increasing the lifestyle.
2: But sometimes in that the, the, the Dharma teachings of uh, uh, the middle ground and the middle way do, do matter. And uh, and therefore, because of the, the, the car and this, all the symbolisms that go, on, and the, and as a basic necessity, I mean, no matter what car we got, basically, it's a tin box on four wheels. It never will be any different.
3: You can get a fiberglass box on you, four you, wheels. You, yeah, so yeah, right.
2: And and sometimes the, the the recognition of its just its functional use. That's all. It's just a function. A a. Uh, a, a to B you know, my car I say, at home is a 1983 Toyota and my uh, daughter, I'm not sure if she's slightly serious and slightly humorous she says, when we're in the car with you dad I find myself sliding low down <laughs> into the seat as we go up the high street <laughs> and uh, so sometimes again we, we, we just call the line, what we feel is appropriate uh, uh, there so it doesn't have to be renouncing of the car which of course difficult in the culture of the West but making things last could be the real uh, middle ground and there are plenty of cars as long as they're not American will last a long time (laughs) (laughs) and uh, some German cars and Swedish and Japanese cars go 10-15 years very very reliably
3: and it's that that kind of attitude and it's taking care of this one, and then if this one finally dies, choosing another that's a rather like it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just, just, it, it's, it's one has a con- con- conviction in, inside of oneself, even if one can afford a lot more expense. <coughs> one feels that there are plenty of reliable cars which are cheap, affordable, and then the money can be used for much more valuable purposes. There, And, and that shows some awareness and generosity of, uh, of spirit as, uh, as well. And it isn't easy, because the pressures from all corners are towards having what's new and expensive. But you, yes. That yes. The fact that you're actually willing to speak openly is wonderful, and also, of course, uh, others in the hall are in exactly the same position, and therefore your, your voices mirror and reflecting um, issues for others as well, exactly along the same lines.
1: um on the, along the same lines nice. I, I'm chewing on how to go forward in my career mm-hmm. um, in terms of right livelihood
2: yeah can I ask um uh what the career is and what the chewing is
1: music I write music composition the film yeah oh, nice.
2: Nice so
1: <coughs> so there's A shortage of work, quite often. Yes. And a necessity for for it. So, the going concept is you take what you can get Mm -hmm. um, until you have many choices. Yes. And what does that mean for me in terms of those choices, Uh, right livelihood? How do I make those choices in that kind of an environment?
2: Sure. So, in a very fiercely competitive uh, environment, and of course the music world mm-hmm. uh, is uh, one of those amongst um, many, when you are told you take what you can get because of uh, the difficulties, can you expand what, what's meant by that? What, what would it be to take what you can get in the way of what's offered?
1: Um, meaning that there's not much choice Mm -hmm. in what is available uh, for work so that for every job that you're going for, quite often there's many people far more available to do the work. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that limits the choices there, and then the choices beyond that... Mm. uh, In other words, how do I make the choice? I don't want to work on this film, but I need the money. Mm.
2: And when you say, I don't want to work on the film, is it because of the content of the film? Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, right. So
1: It's stupid, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> obnoxious, yeah. or just, you know, it's not useful.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. So, in a, in a way, this can be um, um, something of an ethical dilemma. Mm. Uh, uh, If you didn't, if you if you said no, and you declined to do work on the film because of the quality uh, of of the film, what's the outcome of that? I mean, you left in debt, you left struggling with money, or left confused, or or even less opportunity, or what's what's the outcome?
1: In reality, or yes, in reality, I don't know yet. I haven't said no. Oh, you haven't said no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, would you like to say what was the last uh, uh, film or whatever that you worked on?
1: I'm I'm finishing a documentary on. Um, it's called Minion in Kaifeng. It's it's about a Jewish pilgrimage to ancient Chinese Jews. Is that right? Yeah. Definitely, it is.
2: And so that, that wouldn't fall in your category, would it? No. No. <laughs> Good. The Jewish community would be relieved. <laughs> so what, what would be an example of one where um, you did the job, but, if you, but with hand on heart you, you said if you could, you would have said No. It hasn't happened, why hasn't no. it? You haven't, you haven't got to that point. Oh, you're blessed, aren't you? So far. Yeah. So why not just keep faith with uh, <laughs> um, the, 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 the music that you're providing there? In other words, if one starts to uh, worry or feel fear or concern about what would I do if something came along, which I just don't like to do. The worry and the fear will generate even more confusion. It mm. uh, would be hard enough as it is there. So I think ra- rather than um, going in, into any kind of, in any circumstance, hypothetical situation there, I think we need as much uh, strength and clarity for today. And, and based on today and the confidence with the past, if I hear rightly, so far you feel you haven't had to compromise.
1: Mm-mm. No,
2: excellent, excellent. But and th- that would be
1: considered not a very economically uh, desirable place to be either.
2: No, that, that, that's that, 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 that's true. The the, the pressures uh, from um, others, but you've got to live with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live with those with those voices. And as I said, if in the past to the present. Uh, one has kept one's in integrity one hasn't had to uh, compromise one is creating music for films and documentaries which one feels are valid and uh, uh, worthwhile then I think it's important to uh, keep faith with that and just cross the hurdle if something comes along and and I think quite often also there's a fairly large um, neutral zone of films. You know, just light, light, you know, light, light, light entertainment, you know, many of these Hollywood stuff, light entertainment. And then there are certain areas of uh, film um, which are questionable. I think I referred the other evening to these horror films and the damaging impact that it has on people's emotional life and impressions of life, uh, etc. But as I say, looking after day is the best resource that we've got to uh, look after tomorrow uh, there and, and if it becomes a major dilemma then of course to seek out situations environments or whatever like here and, and elsewhere that give some chance and opportunity to bring one's awareness to the situation by standing back from it mm. there. and, and therefore if you keep trust and faith Yes, there is risk. That's the reality. There is risk. There is risk of losing employment. There's risk of uh, low income. There's risk of uh, loss of further opportunities along the same lines. But some, and some of us have found that in saying no in some areas on, 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 a, on a principle, actually, without our realising, it opens up doors <coughs> elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And... And I think for that, it's it's worthwhile taking the risk.
1: So I won't be struck down if I make a a bad decision? (laughs) No,
2: no, 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 not at all.
1: One last question. uh, This idea about right livelihood, what I'm confused about is how do you make those choices and not justify uh, what the ego wants or what the... Do you know they,
2: what I'm i mean? I mean, as the first person who was speaking, I mean, it is a genuine difficulty, and been two or three examples of this uh, 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 o- 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 over the days, where there's activity, right, livelihood, because it takes such a big part of our day, and how can we bring um, wisdom and clarity to it? And it isn't easy, you know, and, and it isn't easy making skillful choices. And there are various tensions that go on within us and um, outside and sometimes we just have to remind ourselves that as much as we can see with ourselves, our intention is okay mm. that the intention is essentially uh, is, is okay that what we're trying to do and even if we slip up, we make mistakes we fudge, we compromise or whatever, but we try to get that clear intention back again mm. and, uh, and, and to keep face with it The old path is right intention, and it's just on this, keeping one's intention as clear as uh, uh, possible. And as I said, sometimes it isn't easy. Incidentally, will your documentary be shown in Israel?
1: Uh, I believe so, yeah. It'll it'll be in the Boston Jewish Film Festival shortly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent.
2: I have lots of uh, Dharma friends. I just came back from Israel, uh, t- uh, teaching there, and plenty of friends uh, going to the East, and some going to China and India, etc. Ah, so uh, that's, that's they'll fine. enjoy it. Good. So leave me a note, the name and everything. I will. Good. All right. Thank, Thank you.